0: Stop that. Uh, are, are you okay? I cannot throttle. Uh. is it another throttle pedal issue for Charles Leclerc?
1: Now it's your percent. Welcome to the Too Much Dip podcast. <laughs> my name's Dave. Man, I did not know what we were listening to. I I, I caught the last uh, five laps of yesterday's uh, French Grand Prix. So uh, wow, that is some audio. Joining me here live uh, via the miracle of the internet, it's Dylan. Yes,
2: yeah, still in my living room. Still, uh, since we recorded, circling back from. My living room. I have uh not moved much, Dave, but uh happy to be here. Man, what is going on with Ferrari right now? <laughs> Down bad. Would
0: you say things are uh better at Wash Media today or uh Ferrari?
1: Ooh. Very complicated. We, we the Ferrari the, of podcasts. We're the Ferrari
2: of of um, yeah, thank you, Dave.
0: I felt like that was a fitting start. Um Aside from y'all's uh, power issues, as you can hear more about on Circling Back, just getting the episode st- started today. Like, I've got Echo in my he- headphones, so I'm going to stutter all day fighting with uh, down bad, man. the invitation hmm. issues in my, my ears all day. But uh, I caught that audio, and I was like, didn't watch the race, but this seems appropriate.
1: He was huffing and puffing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> throttle issues, bro.
1: He's French, right?
0: We can yeah, still I assume Leclerc? that's what Leclerc is.
1: You can still make fun of a French accent, right? Ho, ho, ho. There you go. Dylan just, he one out me, so if anybody's mad, ho, they're ho. mad at me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, how about Mercedes uh, getting on that podium, bro? Tool. I mean, first time all year they've both been on. Come on.
0: Yeah, how 2021? Hmm
1: man we're just the f1 pot of note we should do like a formula bone podcast or something no seriously check out formula bone we got a big show today
0: unfortunately all of our uh toddler beds are occupied
1: (laughs) he's still doing it from the bed i love it um yeah so we we don't have power in our office if you listen to our other podcast circling back you'd, you'd know that like kj said but so we're remote. If the audio is not uh, up, to, up to quality, up to your standards like it usually is, I apologize. We'll be back uh, business as usual tomorrow, hopefully. So in the meantime, we, um, man, we've got to talk about my run-in with one of KJ's buddies. We got to talk. Hey, man, it's like you never <laughs> left.
0: almost knocked over my whole fucking desk.
1: I'm in no, I'm in no position to kill time, like impromptu. Like I don't, when you KJ for the record, just got up and like had to run off screen real quick, right. As I was about to launch into me meeting one of his buddies. Um, but now he's back. bad.
0: Um, the quick pull back of the curtain there. It's not like we have a ton of sports talk about, so I don't care if we're off uh, track here, but being here in the Midwest and in a basement uh, requires you to have a dehumidifier and that thing runs like a damn jet plane engine. So anytime time it's running, I'm just like paranoid. Y'all just hear nothing but like refrigerator noise coming from about ten feet away. So I had to go turn that off real quick. But uh, yeah, sounds like you ran into uh, Corsicana's finest.
1: I did. Um, told the story at length on circling back, but um, was sitting next to Texas Tech zone, Corsicana zone, the Denver Broncos zone, and San Diego Chargers at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, there,
2: Texas own, apparently.
1: San Antonio. He was just yeah, up here. San Antonio.
0: Uh,
1: is it Luis Vasquez, or does he go by Louis?
0: I believe Louis, but you know, Louis you Vasquez kind of mumble all the end of it.
1: Now, people are probably wondering who's Louis Vasquez. Well, a former teammate of KJ's, he was the uh, right guard, I believe, on the Super Bowl-winning Denver Broncos team under coach Gary Kubiak.
2: You know. That name might sound familiar to listeners of this podcast because uh, he did once big time loss of, on a live stream. So uh, I'm just True. kidding. He actually had a legit emergency <laughs> that Dave would learn about over the weekend. So um, yeah, if the name sounds
1: familiar, that could be why.
0: I was too ashamed to ask if that was brought up at all.
1: <laughs> it was. It, it was. was super nice guy. Um, just. I, we one day we've got to get him in studio sitting next to me or Dylan because it would be the ultimate tiny Dylan, large KJ moment. Because
0: he's, um, me, actually, him,
2: like, him, KJ, and then me all in a row, like
1: that.
0: You just see how that looks. He dwarfs me, he's like six, five, six, six. He's
1: he's giant, but my favorite part of the interaction was the poor waiter who came up to like bring him his food. At, Louis was wearing a Houston Astros baseball cap and he asked him if he played for the Astros. <laughs> and <I'm just> like, <laughs> I was like, okay, I know he's sitting down, but no human being has ever been as big as this man and played for <laughs> baseball.
2: Plus, who wears who wears like a uh what what kind of first of all, what kind of cap was it? It was like it a was dad fit, cap. It type.
1: was a, a fitted uh old school logo Astros hat.
2: Okay, who wears who wears like their team logo hat out, like you know, off the clock, if you will? Like that, I don't, I can't imagine like, like, like Bregman just going out to dinner with an Astros cap on
1: full, full uniform.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it should have been like, yeah, I'm Jose Altuve. You want a picture? <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah. nice to meet you, Justin Verlander. I'm supposed to be my <laughs> wife here very soon. We're not, we're not on a road trip or anything. Um, jeez. Yeah, it was it was funny. That and that's how that was the icebreaker. Cause he was like, No, man, I, I played I played NFL football. I played for the Broncos and I I chimed in. I was like, hey man, sorry to interrupt, but and like I before before I interrupted, I had been eavesdropping on their him and his buddy's conversation, and he was talking a lot about like training and diets and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like sitting here, like I have my notes app open, and I'm like taking notes. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Me, I can definitely learn some things from this. Um Guy whose body type is in no way similar to mine.
2: Yeah, in case you wanted to, to gain 140 pounds and correct, you know, start start moving people around off the line.
1: It's never too late, man. 38, feeling great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, Louie runs a uh, wellness fitness type place down near San Antonio, like in the La Quintera area. So, uh, you know, if we have him on this season, he's certainly uh, a good dude to talk to, and and it's worth checking out. The uh, other guy that was with him, you know, funny thing about him getting mixed up with a baseball player, assuming uh, the name was Rylan.
1: It's that, him.
0: Okay. Rylan actually was a professional baseball player. Rylan Reed, that is. Played, I believe, for the White Sox and then came back to play tight end for uh, Texas Tech. I didn't recognize him because the photo was uh, about as clear as David's vision probably was at the Did time. It?
2: But, uh, Didn't he grow into a uh, a left tackle or a right tackle at some point during his yes. time at Tech and like it mm-hmm. was very very good?
0: And I see him at
2: um, Lifetime all the time. By the way, rather than read that is big. And how big he guard.
0: looks now?
1: Shapeshifter. He's he's lean.
2: Yeah, he's he's trimmed down quite that a bit. That
1: guy was a guard
0: or uh, a
2: tackle? tackle. I think a tackle. Dude, he oh, was I mean, and he, like yeah. I, like I want to say he like got All America honors or something. Like he was a very legit attack.
1: Well. Um, he did tell me that he was drafted and that he also played with you, but he was, um, I, he didn't, I didn't really listen to what he said about what he played. And the thought of that, that guy was, I mean, he was leaned out like he was, he's in great yeah. shape, but wow. I didn't know he worked out at our gym, Dylan.
0: He's responsible uh, he, for he, one, of at the,
1: uh, one downtown. Okay.
0: Yeah. He's responsible but, for one of the, um, uh, three chip teeth that I have. I want to say at some point in time, he was playing tight end on like a screen drill and I, I had my mouthpiece in, but for some reason uh, I must've bit down too hard because one of my back teeth cracked upon impact because he lit me the fuck up.
2: <laughs> first team, first team, all American, 2008 offensive tackle.
0: Yeah. Let's do some live life.
1: Okay. Well, I, uh, wow. Didn't know I was dealing with uh, that level of uh, greatness. So Heck yeah, dude! Shout out to the Red Raiders. You know Joey Maguire's building a program out there, KJ. I don't know if you know that.
0: Yeah. You See, they're
2: in the NIL deal. They Very announced? jealous.
0: Let's talk about that Everyone, real quick. I guess
2: everyone's getting twenty-five K base. That's your base salary to play football at Tech.
0: Mm-hmm. Not
2: bad.
1: Mm-hmm. No, it's not bad, and I I've got a feeling that this is kind of the way it's going to look in the in a few years, right? Is that? you're going to have to have everybody getting a getting their beak wet and yeah, everybody, it'll be a matter of like, what, what's your base What's the base salary at tech? 25 K. What's the base salary at Bama? 55 K. I mean, probably more than that realistically, but um, yeah, the oil, oil, uh, turns out the oil executives are doing pretty well right now.
0: My favorite thing about every time they get money announced is that they have to remind you that the main like contributor, his name is like Cody. <laughs> It's always like Cody Dale, you know, committed to another $500,000 that allowed for this to uh, include all scholarship athletes and non-scholarship athletes, which would have been critical for me as someone who uh, was fortunate for about 60% of my college career to be uh, compensated with CETE, but not uh, the rest of it. It would have been real nice to wipe the rest away with checks signed by Cody.
1: Hey, it's how do you think? What didn't Cody had an accent?
0: <laughs> Southeast Asian, I believe. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks for Mumbai.
1: Man, I can't, dude. These do you think these guys are pro uh, Green New Deal?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, because that means the cost of oil gets a little cheaper to make. And yeah, uh, I don't know, it doesn't connect. I can't connect the dots. Yeah,
1: me neither. That's okay. Well, that was fun. It was a fun run in. It was, uh, those guys were really nice. And I, I kind of, I was trying not to beat him down with questions about like, what was it like when you played in the NFL? I <laughs> thought about it, but he was uh, very nice. He, he accommodated me well, but, um, KJ, you want to hit the dip line?
0: Yeah. Before we do that, let me do a shameless plug as oh, is, okay. uh, the time of year when, uh, children are going back to school. How long till parks is back?
2: He, he starts, uh, I believe it's the 15th of August, so very soon. It's
0: so like two weeks away. As yeah. uh, we've talked in the past, my dad is a teacher, high school teacher in Fort Worth, Texas. David's wife is a teacher, albeit not a public school district anymore, but still a teacher. What's a teacher? Always a teacher. <laughs> you know, that's what they say, bro. Um, we
2: love our teaching community is what we're trying to say.
0: Thank you for making that more concise. <laughs> But yeah, we, we want to uh, come up with ways to better support some of our listeners, especially those in the teaching community, starting first and foremost with uh, my dad, Um, not to support him personally, but he teaches a school is probably if there are 15 high schools in Fort Worth, the 14th when it comes to funding and resources. So I asked him to put together an Amazon wish list, as you'll see many teachers do this time of year. Um. He quickly declined to do so, but he did say that he could, uh, put some things together would benefit some of the other teachers on his hall, you know, around him and on the staff. It's very basic things. They're not asking for, uh, laptops. They're saying we don't have Sharpie markers. We don't have dry erase markers, uh, gloves come winter time, all real basic items. Um, whenever we post this episode or probably not, uh, with the descriptions, but, uh, Keep an eye out on our social media. We'll throw a link out for that wish list. If we have other teachers in the listening community that are, have wish lists of their own, at me at the show, we'll retweet it. You know, I, I will always do my uh, the most I can to help uh, get those things taken care of.
2: Well said, KJ. Thanks for that.
0: Now,
1: good stuff.
0: I don't have the dip line intro. You want to do that live?
1: Now it's time to hit the dip line. 833 371 3477. Again, 833 371 3477. Get in, get out, be tactical. Just leave a voicemail. Tell us what you want. Sound off. Hang up and listen. Do what you got to do, man. We don't really care. We don't have any rules for this. Just be nice. We, you know, we want to be critical, but be respectful. Respect Dylan. Respect Dave. Respect KJ. Let's see what we got.
0: Unless I swear at you for your athleticism and then later apologize in another venue. Oh, I forgot <laughs> about that. Six minutes turns out is fast.
1: What's up, boys It's OG? Uh, thanks for the advice last week about being a college football fan. But I'm calling again because I was watching the home run derby and I was texting with my buddy that I played with in high school because uh,
0: Corey Eager hits probably the longest home run I've ever seen in person off with my friend in high school. And
1: we were just laughing about that. But I was wondering if you guys have any notable people that you played against and then they make it to, you know, say like the home run derby and you maybe feel a little less bad about them taking you approximately 800 feet. So, yeah, just wondering. 800 feet.
0: So hopefully y'all got that. But the question was if you've played against somebody yeah. notable that – uh went on to make it feel less bad that they, uh, were way better than you. Dylan.
2: Hey Dave, have, have you ever talked to our finance, our old finance guy Hunter about his time at, uh, was it, uh, Palestine high school? Oh, when he, Adrian, when he was, on yeah. the, he was on the team with Adrian Peterson and he was just, he played, uh, he was like, I mean, he played secondary. And he he has has some funny stories about just getting trucked in practice over and over and over again by Adrian Peterson. I love – I love. this is a great question. I love these kind of of like, you know, let's play it back and talk about the time we faced so-and-so. I have really just one like really notable one, and it's Houston Street. He, like I did, grew up in Austin, and he was, I want to say, like one year older than me. And we faced – I faced him a few times. Um, he was, like – he was more famous for just being for just being James Street's kid back then than he was for being, like, really good at baseball. He went to Wesley High School, and he was decent. He did pitch, but he threw over the top, and there was no movement on his fastball. And he threw, like, 88. It, it, then he went to UT, and he dropped it on three-quarter and started throwing, like, 95 with a lot of movement on it and, and – of course, he was an All-American and went on to become a closer in the, uh, in the bigs. But in Little League, I did take him off the wall in center field when we played him in an All-Star game. So I have, I have that claim to fame. It was like a foot and a half from being a home run. <laughs> um, that's really all I have. Did you keep the baseball? I did not keep the baseball. Like you said back then, he wasn't like a, a huge name yet. He was like, oh, his dad was a, you know won a national championship at, at UT for football. We also played baseball too there by the way but like he was not related like, to that's peekaboo why we knew who he was not related to peekaboo no
1: KJ I'm, I'm assuming you have the coolest ones I'm, let me just get my lame one out of the way because I you guys might be surprised that I' was not an exceptional athlete in high school but I did play a little golf okay and during the summer we played uh, JPGA tournaments just around town like put on by the PGA association whatever. And anybody could sign up, I think. Um, and it wasn't, like, a affiliated with the school. You just go and you play. And Hunter Mahan, the uh, former – he was a top five player in the world at one time. Uh, people who follow golf know the name. Played at Oklahoma State. Had a good had a good career on tour. Played on a Ryder Cup team, President's Cups team. Um, he played in those. He played in one that I was at. And I remember seeing him on the range and uh, – Just, just being like, man, we are playing, this is cliche, but we are playing such a different game right now. Like (laughs) it sounds way different when you hit it than when I hit it. And, and it was known like that at that point, like he, we had a guy on our team uh, at Duncanville, uh, Martin Piller, who Mm -hmm. was in that same category, like was, you know, competing with Hunter Mahan. Um, and he, he actually, uh, Martin did play on tour a little bit also, uh, Nice guy. I used to rollerblade with him, but,
0: um, I worked closely yeah. with his brother. Talked to him like almost every day. <laughs> Do you really? Maybe? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh
1: dude. That's great. Cr- yeah. He was a good golfer himself. Um, mm-hmm. heck of a player. Um, yeah. So anyway, Hunter Mahan, that's, that's about it. He didn't like, uh, he didn't like hit a stinger at my head or something. He never like made fun of me for just being a, a you know, an eighties golfer while he's out there shooting like 67 in these tournaments. But, uh, yeah, that was my brush with PGA greatness.
2: Isn't it so humbling when you compete against someone, like for the first time, who's like really, really good at something you thought you were good at? Yeah. It's like, wow, okay. So there's like a whole nother like tier of athletes in the sport <laughs> that I used to be pretty good in. Then it becomes so apparent that you don't, you don't have what it takes.
0: <laughs> I think uh, my sophomore year in college – we had a uh, Facebook group when it wasn't like embarrassing to be in a Facebook group. It was just collection of players on the SMU team. And it was titled, I swear I used to be good at football. It's like all these dudes who are destined to become like finance majors and non football professionals. We're like just only posting your high school hero, like accolades as like, it was like a AA 12 step group to like cope with just descending into normalcy. Um, I will say my non football one, non football one, um, I was watching a ton of the, uh, world championships this weekend, so my brain's a little bit on track and field, but, uh, coming out of junior high, I mean, as well regarded as like a junior high play could be player could be at that time. Um, I had the opportunity to kind of pick which high school I went to and I ended up at Lamar. I've got to take these headphones off. Otherwise I'm gonna keep stuttering, ended up at Lamar high school in Arlington, and this was what 2000 2001 and i showed up kind of transfer you know spike from little giants type of uh attitude about things like you know look at all these kids like i'm here to show up and like do great things and at the time i was also like all right i'll play or i'll run track in the spring after freshman year went quite well blah 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 i show up at track and in junior high i think i ran i don't know Whatever I think junior high times were like sub sixty was impressive, and I was like maybe mid fifty five or so somewhere there with my my four hundred time. And then first practice, Jeremy Warner also shows up, who would then like a year later be in the two thousand two Athens Olympics for the four hundred meter, and I believe win gold or or medal at least for the two thousand two U.S. Olympics, or maybe this is two thousand six. Athens or Sydney, whichever ones were around then. And when I say the guy was like 200 to 300 meters ahead of me, like in that, you know, just, Hey, we're gonna go three quarters, this practice, blah, blah, blah. I was like, not only was I shocked that I was just not good relative to this guy, but also that white people were athletes. Cause I'd come out of like an all black <laughs> junior high. And this guy was just like next world. And I'd heard his name and knew he was good at track, but I hadn't seen him run much less like at nearly full capacity. And it was the most like, all right, well, I am done with track. I basically (laughs) quit like the very next week. It was, it was over for me. So uh, ending a career, if there ever was one. Uh, Thanks, Jeremy. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Former Baylor.
2: Yeah. According to his Twitter bio, he won three golds and one silver in the Olympics. Not bad, huh? So that's pretty, pretty decent Olympic career.
0: You know what he didn't win? The heart of his uh, junior year girlfriend, who I dated for like two or three years of high school after that. Although he did win that V card, so whatever.
1: Oh, Oh, that's cool. Whatever. I guess I could do a vicarious – brush uh I guess answer to that question and a, a guy I was friends with in high school played uh, uh tight end or no was he played tight end oh he was a he was a d end and uh, he had to uh, in the first round of the playoffs play Midland Lee mm. and they had a guy at running back named Cedric Benson who had all of the hype and I think I've told this story but as we're walking in we're like me and my buddies are chanting overrated and like Cedric, <laughs> and he proceeded to absolutely steamroll, steamroll the, the defense.
2: Not only did they did they have Cedric Benson on that team, but Eric Winston was the starting tight end, and he would go on to, uh, of course, the tackle. He grew he grew into a tackle, and he, he played. A, he had a long career with the Bengals, I believe.
1: Texans, um, Bengals, maybe Dolphins.
2: Yeah, the, yeah, Texans as well. I, I watched that that same Midland League team play. Um, at U, at UT's football stadium against Westlake this is like the state championship game. It was Midland Lee against Westlake. Westlake well, now is a complete powerhouse but um, Westlake lost to uh, Midland Lee that day and playing safety for Westlake to, to bring it all back was actually Houston Street. He was like the, the best player on their football team too so uh, interesting little circle there.
1: Man.
0: I I feel like it's probably a byproduct of, uh, you know, I I guess it's just a Texas thing. Like, David, going to Duncanville High School, Like I would say if any of my uh, humbling experiences from, like, non-famous people ever occurred, it was, like, against Duncanville. Like, there were three or four players that year that were top 25 in the region. Um, One of them has a son who's, like, a four-star athlete right now committed to SMU. So every time I see his name, I'm like... That guy embarrassed me. Who is it? Jody Richardson or something like that. I can't remember his last name. Okay. uh, Just full of talent at that school. And like these are guys like didn't even bubble up to be names at the uh, college level that you could play with. So it just. Duncanville.
2: Duncanville currently has for the 2024 class, the number one overall player in the nation for football right now. Really? He's a defensive end. I think his his last name is Simmons. I believe something
1: Simmons. Yeah. Um, Overall. Earl? Don't know. All right, Pete. Cannot confirm. Uh, yeah, Eric Winston, funny you mentioned him. He also was the center on their basketball team, and we, we went to, uh, I guess it was Midland to watch uh, the state, the re- regional tournament or whatever, because Duncanville was playing. We watched the game before, and it was Midland Lee, and Eric Winston was the center, and he was the dude – and they were, he was unstoppable and he would like, he would get down and s- slap the ground <laughs> and they were back on defense. Blue it, was Devil.
0: The <laughs> it was a one coach K camp.
1: Uh, we we'll got oh, one man. more call. Good
2: question, by uh, the way. Whoever submitted that one,
0: good Agreed. question. Let me, uh, let me hit that other one. I forgot that we have both of them. Here we go. Hey guys, this is Travis and i
1: Dave said something on the Wednesday episode. Uh, He really just said it like as an aside. Uh, But it got me thinking. Uh, He said uh, if it was up to me, there would have been two quarterbacks uh, when he was just doing a silly back and forth with Dylan. But think about that. What What if teams were doing that? What if teams like you had, you know, the offensive line and then they hike the ball and there's like one quarterback receives the snap and there's like another quarterback standing next to him. And they both do, like, a five-step drop. And they're, like, if one of them is about to get stacked, they, like, toss it to, like, they just, like throw it to the other guy. And then he's the one who throws the pass. I guess it to be a backwards lateral. Um, but that just made be really funny thinking about two guys doing an identical five-step <laughs> drop when <and right> are next <laughs> to each other. And, like, you don't know who's going to throw the ball. All right, thanks. <laughs> the
2: dumbest thing of all time. <laughs> I want to say we did exactly this in flag football at, at some yeah. point. Uh, like in our like intermural stuff, I want to say we we've tried the, the the two quarterback system, and I don't think it went very well.
0: It never does. I think that's a yeah. like I've tried it at least four or five times in a different flag football setting, and it it's always bad. Like you get the whole like pro style setup where you just like s- split the difference with the quarterbacks, and you're like, okay, I might snap it this way, I might snap it the other way, because in flag football it doesn't matter. You don't have to like between your legs. You're just like touch the ground, turn around, and throw it. It never goes as well as it should.
1: No, if you're having to – usually, like, if you have to draw gimmicks like that for your offense, <laughs> you're probably dealing with uh, a lack of talent, and you're trying to make up for it by doing bits, like two quarterbacks. <laughs> but I, I do remember in intramurals, like, there was a team, there was a, another fraternity, and they – they implemented this and they did quite well with it. They had a guy who could throw it two guys who could catch well and throw well. So it was never like a, a question of, of, you know, them making mistakes behind the line. And I remember like our defense was like, just looking like, is this even legal? Like, like looking at the ref and he was just like, yeah, yeah. I mean like, I don't
2: see why not.
0: <laughs> uh quick uh, correction on my statement. It's Pierre Gorey is uh the son of former Duncanville player Jody Richardson was another like four star player from Duncanville that year.
1: Mm. These are names that are I'm not even uh, aware of. So man,
0: yeah. it, it, Pierre would have been after you, but he was he was pretty good.
1: Love that name. Pierre's a great name. All right, well that was fun. Hit the deadline. Remember, uh, yeah, just leave calls like that. We don't care. We'll play them. You know, it's tough. Like we're like what a week away from training camp, about to get back into the NFL. I mean, college football, as Dylan's aware, you can't it can't get here soon enough. So we need something to kill time on this show. And the dip line is a perfect way to do it. Uh, Before we get into our next topic, I'd like to give a shout out to our good friends at Athletic Greens. It's something that we use uh, literally every day. We take it first thing in the morning. Uh, I started taking AG1 because honestly, like it's hard for me to eat the the diet that's going to promote gut health. Uh, like this does, and like for me to get a serving of, of fruit and vegetables, or vegetables mainly, from this uh, right off the bat when I wake up is pretty ideal.
2: Yeah, it's it's absolutely my favorite way to start the day. I told you guys earlier, I took Stella on like a three-mile walk this morning. Before I did that, I took my Athletic Greens. Uh, as someone who doesn't probably eat enough vegetables and good stuff, it is the best way to get that those healthy nutrients in your body. It also tastes really good. So absolutely love the stuff.
1: With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adapt- adapt- adaptogens to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All things. And hey, man, I'm I'm pushing 40 now, Dylan. I gotta, I gotta start thinking about this stuff. Almost a man. you, Dave. I'm so close to manhood. <laughs> right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash bang. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash bang to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Bang! Bang! It's good! Thank you for that. Thank you for that.
0: Well, I don't know about y'all, but I know uh, where my brain's been at. That's basketball. Every day I'm like, how many more days till the G League tips off? How many more WNBA games do I get to enjoy until basketball is back? Um, I they kid can't of course. But the NBA's done a great job of like slowly becoming a year-round entertainment. Like their off-season's getting more and more um, like free agency when that kicks off like everybody's dialed in. And then it just drops off. And we had the nugget of like KD once out of Brooklyn and then it kind of fizzled out. And then today we hear that uh, the Celtics and the nets are engaging in talks for uh, Kevin Durant. Any strong or immediate feelings?
1: The sham God dude. Is he, has he peaked Woj? Is he eclipsed Woj? That's the question. Who's dropping bigger bombs? You tell me.
0: I, <sighs> The insider aspect of, like, all pro sports where it's, like, you scratch your back, I'll break some news two minutes before it actually comes out. Like, I don't care to keep up with, like, the um, it's Schefter or uh, what's the asshole's name? rappaport Like, who's breaking it? But I do enjoy that, like, it's uh, when they're wrong. Like, it, it should, like, tank credibility, but it never oh. does. So. Nope.
1: It doesn't matter if they're exposed, like, because it most of the time with these or a lot of time when they report, like, uh, something that's being talked about behind the scenes, it's usually being floated by the front office of one of the teams who's trying to gain leverage um, from another team. You know, it's pretty commonplace in sports. And, like, yeah, there's no repercussion for them being, like, a mouthpiece for whether it's, um, like, you mentioned, uh, what's his name, Schefter, for, like, the NFL as a whole or, like, the owners um, or Woj or Sham for – for uh, the front office of uh, some of these teams. But yeah, this one, this one's interesting. Cause it's like, are you really going to blow up your, your team that lit- just went to the finals, your young team that just went to the finals to add a top three player? Yes. But a top three player who's uh, torn an Achilles and is in his, you know, early thirties.
2: Yeah. Apparently Celtics fans are really unhappy about this little development. Um, and I, I totally get it. I mean, Jalen Brown has been like, that's their guy, you know, he's been with them forever and just kind of feels like a key piece to what they've been building there. So yeah, I, I kind of get it.
0: I wonder if, uh, Celtics fans wouldn't be able to, as upset for like the same exact trade, but for like Tyler hero or I don't know the same exact trade, but like Joe Ingalls, it may be a pick.
1: Um, man, what did those two guys have in common? I guess they both shoot the three fairly well. Um, They're
0: NBA players, man.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's interesting, man. Um, what
0: about for like Joker?
1: Did o- o- or Luka even.
0: Or Luka, even better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I stopped caring about the Celtics as soon as uh, the one drop I ever pulled from the Bachelorette when they did the, uh, the date, I think it was uh, Jed. Jed and Hannah went to uh, play with Scary Terry and Jalen Brown. <laughs> and Jed says, I'm like, he cares about the Celtics basketball. Like he lives in Nashville. This is like a six-year-old unrelated callback, but I'm like, I've heard the audio so many times that anytime I see Jalen Brown or Scary or Terry Rose's uh, name, that's all I can think of is Hannah B and Jed walking in to shoot some, uh, free throws, KJ style, just full plant jump.
1: Has yes. totally
2: forgot about that.
1: <laughs> Has there ever been a guy named Jed who's been into the NBA?
2: <laughs> There's gotta be yeah, for the first Jed.
0: 60 years.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a good point. <laughs>
0: he was the Steel's leader for the first like 10 years of the ABA. I'm sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, yeah, this is, um, Probably not going to happen, and I'm putting myself in the in, a, in the Boston fan's shoes, which is pretty easy for me to do. Um, and I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking, dude, how mad I would be if the Mavs, like, I don't know, if they just made a finals run with a team. Then famously the Mavs did win the finals with a team, albeit not a young team, <laughs> but then blew it up in the offseason because uh, they were going to get Dwight Howard. I got news. We didn't get Dwight Howard. We didn't get anything. Or Darren
0: Williams, I think at the time.
1: Oh, Darren Williams and dude, Darren Williams on Instagram is the ultimate wife guy. I, I follow him. He is such a wife guy. Good for him.
0: Um, <laughs> I love his baseball podcasts. It's uh, like a joke for one. Really. Uh, live tour, make him waves.
1: Yeah, we can't escape it because, and here's the basketball tie in. Here's why we can do it under this umbrella. They're gonna get Charles Barkley, and it will. They might get Charles Barkley, and if they do, it will be this week. And if it's not this week, this is from the Dan Patrick Show. It's not happening, per Chuck. He said, "Look, they got. I'm gonna be at the. I'm playing in the pro am. They've got you know till if they don't have something on paper for me like by Thursday, I'm out." And he just and I, my favorite thing about Chuck and is that he says exactly what he means, and he doesn't play any games. He's just like, "Yeah, it is a money thing. That's that's all." So we might be seeing the end of um, inside the NBA as we as we currently mm. know.
0: Or, yeah, I uh, I'd be upset, but it wouldn't be like mad. I feel like uh, as great as that show is, and it's the best sports product out there, especially as far as like pregame, halftime shows go. It's organic, it's funny. They do it over and over and over and over, and it's still good. Kenny run into the board is good. Shaq and Charles, like nipping at each other is still good, but I wouldn't be upset if I'm like, Oh, I got 15, 20 years of their career. Like who's going to like be heartbroken if fucking Jimmy Johnson retires or Terry Bradshaw says, you know what? I'm gonna stop ruining your Sunday and I'm just stay the fucking home. (laughs) He is bad. Like, and you don't get Fox on NFL (laughs) or whatever anymore. (laughs) No, that's Chuck leaving. All of a sudden is like, I gotta pay some bets.
2: <laughs> as a guy who, lo- I mean, I think everybody loves Chuck a little bit. Yeah. As a guy who loves Chuck, this would be a real shame, because not, I, I mean, even I, I don't, I'm not a big NBA guy, but I'll, I'll if I catch a little bit of inside the NBA, like I'll, I'll catch a little bit, a little bit of it. Those guys are just fantastic together. But also, I, I just have a little bit of disdain for everyone who goes to live. I really do. I hate it so much. Um, you think it's gonna happen, Dave?
1: No. But because realistically, like what what's he gonna do? Like exactly. <laughs> he's he's a fun golf personality, like in this he is the ultimate change of pace back. Like you get him in doses and he's and it's fun. It's like, oh, he pops in for the match and he gives some, you know, he's riffing with the players. I don't see him I don't see him being able to do that on uh, on a you know 54 hole golf tournament, but maybe I'm wrong. He's probably Isn't gonna be wrong.
0: Give me Jeff Van Gundy. <laughs> if we're taking any basketball personality to the golf world, he's never talked about golf in his day, day in his life, but he will get on there and bitch and moan about like some rules issue. And yeah. by the end of it, you're like, this should be a par seven. Jeff's right.
1: <laughs> what are they going to roll the ball back? <laughs>
0: <laughs> to me, it shouldn't matter if you kick it with your foot. Like, that's what you're going to get.
1: It's it's Jeff Van Gundy, except for um, he's just reading uh, Tucker Carlson transcripts because they're basically the same person. And as far as their uh, speech patterns go,
0: you just ruined it for me. I just never I'd never thought of it. And now I've got to wonder, like, whatever the serial podcast host like her cadence, Tucker jeff van gundy like blend them all up and i need that like rhetorical inquisitive in the sentence with a question possibly
1: hey did you guys see what uh did you guys speaking of kd and and draymond did you see the uh this is probably getting a lot of fodder on espn today but draymond's tweet about the uh, 98 bulls um he tweets I'm watching the 98 Bulls versus Utah Jazz in the finals. I can't help but notice our 2017 team would have beaten these Bulls by a dub and these Jazz by 40 <laughs> if we play these brands of basketball, and that's why it's dumb to compare eras. KD quotes, quote tweets that with, I can't tell you what the results would be, but I do know that Steve Kerr would have demanded that we put Steve Kerr in as many pick-and-rolls as possible.
2: <laughs>
1: which is that is an excellent so
2: excellent tweet that's he's just so good at twitter man
1: he is good but i do i do like that i do agree with jerry like it is dumb to compare eras but like it's so funny how he just casually like yeah we beat them by like, a dog and jazz by 40 by <laughs> 40
2: I saw something the other day about Michael Jordan's 63-point uh, game against the Celtics in the playoffs, like, really early in his career. And he made one three-pointer in that game, in the 63-point game, just to give you an idea of how much the game has changed.
1: Yeah, I do not you think guys were pulling up from uh, eight feet beyond the arc? I
2: don't, I don't think that happened, no. They are
0: only you- pulling up from, like, eight feet beyond the rim. Off the (laughs) back Exactly.
1: Yeah. um, We've had a lot of good – you know what? Now it's kind of rolling in. Like we all – we had Jerry West responding to J.J. Redick, uh, his comments about Bob Cousy saying that he played with like what, plumbers and electricians or whatever, like disparaging that era. Um, And it was funny to see Jerry West clap back because Jerry West is kind of an – I don't know. I don't know if he was like the a-hole he was depicted to be in uh, whatever that show was uh, about the Lakers dynasty. Yeah. But he if you hear like players like Shaq and Kobe like telling uh Jerry West stories, like he was not to be messed with. Um uh, pretty hardcore dude. And he called East said JJ Redick, where he averaged 12 points a game. Like basically didn't really address the argument, but it is funny that he's throwing jabs back. So I like that we've got people popping off.
0: It's funny that so much uh it's always basketball because like I don't know if it's a lack of pads or like perceived lack of physicality. But I think people understand like baseball players are built the fuck different now. <laughs> like they throw faster, they hit harder, they run faster. Everything is more. Same thing with football. I would say hockey's probably similar, maybe not physically, but like the way the game is played, like just flat out wouldn't uh, translate. But for some reason, basketball players are like, well – the court's the same size as it was it's a one-to-one comparison and we always get these error conversations like at some point I want Micah Parsons to be like yeah I too would have fucked Drew Bledsoe up like something stupid like that
1: can you imagine Mike I mean I don't know it's it's fun, football is the funniest one just because like football has been around for so long and they used to play in like leather helmets or whatever <laughs>
2: By the way, I had to fact check myself on that, that Michael Jordan stat I just gave, and he actually took zero three-pointers. So there you go, all twos.
0: Ridiculous. I hate the ones uh, of like the last 10 years when you get like the James Harden ones, and it's like, oh, attempted 24 free throws. I'm like, okay, yeah, of course, he's going to fill up the stat line when, you know, he gets the line that much. Yeah. Anyways.
1: Yeah, that's about all I got on the NBA. We'll, uh, we'll continue to monitor the situation. Maybe we'll do an emergency pod if something goes down.
0: In Dallas. One,
1: uh, yeah, not likely. Hey, let's talk about our friends at BetterHelp. Therapy is important. Life's full of twists and turns. Everybody knows that. BetterHelp online therapy will assess your needs and can match you with your own licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours. Dylan, we've we've been pretty open about this. I mean, therapy's you know been a part of our lives in the past, and I think it's something yeah. that has helped millions of people.
2: I'm a proud therapy user in my past, um, haven't had the opportunity or the pleasure to use BetterHelp yet, but I absolutely will. Um, yeah, it's it's you know even in t- even when things are good, I think it's still healthy for uh, you know just a quick check in and make sure things are as they're supposed to be and you're feeling good. Um, I think it's very healthy for everybody and some people, um, you know, it's very useful in time and need. So go after it. It's, you know, absolutely zero shame in my game.
1: It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online available to people worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. You can schedule weekly video or phone sessions So you can so you don't have to be on camera if you don't want to getting therapy every week is as easy as a few clicks on your laptop or phone. Check it out with therapy. It can take a few tries to get right for you. BetterHelp makes it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. It's a great way to invest in yourself. Visit their website. You can read the testimonials yourself. They're hiring so many therapists in all 50 states. And they have a special offer for our listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash muchdip. That's 10% off your first month of online therapy at betterhelp.com slash muchdip. Muchdip. New show name just dropped. (laughs) Um, All right, let me see if I... One item
2: in the the sports party, huh?
1: I was going to... I wasn't going to point
0: that out. It's a quick hit party. I Uh, thought
1: KJ had to bounce. I'm sorry. It's definitely
0: his fault. Yeah, it's okay. We've got Tyreek. Tyreek Hill is in Miami. Did he change his language about saying that uh, Tua's uh, a better quarterback than Pat Mahomes?
1: He did say he's the most accurate quarterback in the NFL today, so you tell me.
2: Man. This is—is is this all because of that video that the uh, Dolphins released like a couple months back, of Tua underthrowing Tyreek by like twelve yards, <laughs> an unguarded, like an unguarded and with zero pass rush,
1: pass. Who who tanked their franchise quarterback more, the Broncos' social media team or the Dolphins? <laughs> the the
2: Dol- at least. The- at least the Broncos wasn't about actual football, and Russell Wilson is like a proven actual good quarterback. <laughs> what the Dolphins did to Tua, like what? Why post of all the footage you have? Surely there's one where you hit it. You're hitting him in stride. There has to be one. Go with that one. What are you doing?
0: <laughs> they didn't know what. Or just were- don't don't show the pass at the end. Like clip it. I mean, to it two wasn't like. Cuts.
2: It wasn't like he had to slow down and like you know catch it over his shoulder. He's like stopped and turned around. and was waiting for it. it Look like a punt.
1: <laughs> my son, hey, my son's awake.
2: Hell yeah! <laughs> dude, get, get him on, get him on the mic, Dave.
1: He's not, dude. He's he's chirping, man. KJ, yeah, man. We,
2: Thoughts
1: on Tua?
0: Um, I've never been a big fan. Oh. Mm. but. I just have a bad perception of like most Alabama quarterbacks and it's outdated. Um, it's not Tua's fault. It's just ever since I stared directly into AJ McCarron's tattoo, I didn't know if anything else good could come out of that room. Um for some reason, like I root for and hope for more like positive outcomes out of Jalen Hurts than I do for Tua. And I don't even like like Jalen Hurts's off the field personality relative to Tua's. So I don't know what my deal is with Tua. I just – I don't expect it to be a long-term success in Miami.
1: Uh, Speaking of franchise quarterbacks, Kyler got the bag.
0: I don't know if you guys – yes. But that happened last week
1: uh, after we recorded. and, um, Man, I don't think this is – I don't think this is going to go well. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money, and I don't know how well-liked he is by – pretty much anybody in that organization. Um, but I, Hey man, I guess we'll see
0: His starting right. Tackle is a uh, former SMU and uh former fixer upper star, Kelvin Beecham. He seemed to be um uh, positive about the news of the signing, but I wonder how many of these decisions are made to say it's better to have a quarterback, like a, you know, call back to our, uh, dipline call, but like a consistent solution that you feel like is good enough as opposed to the Carolina Panthers or the Cleveland Browns. So I think the fear of the market drives this more so than, you know, commitment to the quarterback. And I think to is, or not to a uh, Kyler's contract is a four year, five year, five year deal, something like that. They committed like $140 million. I don't think it's going to hamstring them in the way that these contracts used to used to be looked at. Um, salary cap's going to continue going up, especially now that uh, other breaking news Sunday ticket, you no longer have to be tied to AT&T and direct TV. That is now out in the open. I believe NFL films plus something like that. Yeah. Individual product that you can buy without having to have uh, that service. But what I'm getting at there is that's another revenue stream that's going to drive the salary cap up in the coming year. So big number, but kind of like basketball contracts, it's not going to matter as much by year four or five.
1: Well said. And I've got two bits of breaking news. Uh, First, we have power back at the office. Confirmed. You just
2: stole one of my. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it's not technically a running back since
1: we hadn't already talked about it, but I did add it on the list. Go ahead, Dave. I took the wind out of Dylan's sails totally power cucked him. Uh, and then <laughs> Jalen Brown tweeted earlier, SMH, <laughs> 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 which uh, if you're new here, yeah. that means shaking my head. Mm. Yeah. So he's just, a, you know, he's probably like, what? why is my name getting thrown around, man? And then I don't know. It's like, well, you just got sham got it. You got hit with the sham bomb. So that's it. So we'll, we'll be in the office tomorrow. That's very cool for Randy's game show. All right,
0: let's run it back. Yeah, Dylan, if you still right,
1: have any let's
2: material. Let's run it back. The segment during which we talk about what we already talked about. All college football players are getting their beaks wet. They've had dinner next to two men who are much, much bigger than he is. No offense, Dave. They're just very large men. Uh, we love our teachers. Midland Lee had a decent football team in the early 2000s. And finally, breaking news, the power is back on at the office. Whoa.
1: It actually fits now in Run It Back because you ran it back literally.
2: There you go. And that concludes Run It Back.
1: Well, thank you, folks, for uh, sitting through this. Apologize if the audio is not up to par, but uh, we'll be back regularly scheduled uh, recordings next week. KJ, apologies for the delay. Dylan. Thank you. Anything else? Any parting words for the folks at home? I love you all greatly.
0: Is that the right button? Yeah, yeah. that's it. You I like don't know,
2: but hey, that's reminds me sure. that college football can't get here soon enough. I'm so ready for go. it.
0: I want my chips with the dip. That's all I know. I don't want my chips
1: playing. I want my chips with the dip. i so bring them dip.